Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. <laughs> Gone with that mic in your hand. It's time for school. Rock school. With your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. Here's the problem. Look this up. And I, I'm spelling his name again for you. B-H-A-N-G. Bang with an H. Look up his concert poster for Jimi Hendrix. Uh-oh. It is the Van Halen logo. What? Except instead of V-H, it's J-H. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show here on the Rock School Radio Network. I'm Joe Burns. You are? Tammy Burns. Tammy Burns. I'm back in school. I am back to making dumb kids smart, and I'm, I'm doing a pretty good job of it. Well, I, I got into a little, I don't know, verbal fight on Facebook about uh, a logo, you know, the lips and tongue of right. the, the Rolling Stones. Yeah. Somebody made the statement that that was modeled after Mick Jagger. And yeah, I said, it was. No, absolutely not. Another person said that it was created by Andy Warhol. Absolutely Ooh, not. Wow. These things aren't true. Now, this wasn't with my friends. I'm in a series of these sort of Facebook groups and all that. Yeah. And I sort of went for a little while and was told to shut up, so I shut up. But here's the real thing behind it. The Lips and Tongue was created by English artist John Pache, not Andy Warhol. He was an art student, and Jagger approached him saying, look, we need something to go on our secondary stuff like passes and all of that. We need something that's counterculture. Yeah. Well, Hindu culture was being explored at this time, and the lips are actually of the god Kali. I've also seen it, Kali, who is often pictured with her tongue sticking out of her mouth. So it's not even a guy. Wow. It is the Hindu I god like that. Kali. Nice. So what happened was, I, I, as, as I do all the time, I ran into a thread. And one led to another, and I took the red or the blue pill like Neo and right down the rabbit hole. You jumped in, huh? So, yeah, so I have for you just a ton of the background stories behind famous rock band logos. You obviously know the Grateful Dead, yeah. as do you out there in Radioland. They've got two logos. One is the Steal Your Face logo. That's the skull with the lightning bolt. That was created by Owsley Stanley and Bob Thomas, both artists. It's a takeoff on a street sign they saw. Now, the question, there are 13 points Ooh, on that, is that Satan? lightning bolt. Ooh. Is that Satan? Why does everything go to Satan? I don't know. It's rock and roll, man. <laughs> well, they go together. The question being, why are there 13? Well, if you're patriotic, it's the 13 colonies. Or if you're counterculture, it's the 13 steps that are used to create LSD. Oh, I'd take the latter. Or it's absolutely none of them. And the thing ended up with 13 points because that's what it took to complete the drawing. Hmm? Eh. The Dancing Bears. Yes. Except they're not dancing. They were created by Bob Thomas as a joke with Owsley Stanley, who they called Bear. They're not dancing. They're marching. 
and they're not wearing bibs. A lot of people thought they were wearing bibs. They're not. They're wearing, or it's not even wearing anything. It's their chest hair. And it's oh. sort of stylized, and that's how wow. they got it. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Radiohead mm-hmm. has that modified bear that kind of has the, the, the teeth, teeth and all of that. Yeah. It, was, it was done by a sketch artist who calls himself Don Wood. He did it for his daughter. He was talking with Tom York and saying that York was upset about GMO foods. So what he did was he redrew this thing as if it's a test subject so you shoot a bear full of gmos yeah that's what you this get this is huh? what you get yeah yeah angry yeah. bear kurt cobain did not draw the tongue out smiley face which is nirvana hmm. that was created by an artist named robert fisher now did kurt draw that thing a lot yes he did because he found it over top of a strip club called the lusty lady When they were putting out albums, the art department of the people that put them out said, hey, look, we need some logos here. Right. And so a bunch of smiley faces was uh, created, and the one by Robert Fisher was the one that was taken. Good deal. That's where it came from. All right, the one we're going to play, Led Zeppelin, Mm -hmm. the Sozo album, Led Zeppelin 4. Jimmy Page said, look, we've had enough from critics and conspiracy theorists that we worship Satan. There's your Satan. There it is. And on and on and on and uh, on and on. Yeah. So what they did was decide to follow the idea of an apprentice, somebody who's a woodworker or a metal worker. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to create your own symbol and then stamp it onto whatever you create. Right. So they did. So on the Sozo album, and it's called Sozo because one of the icons basically reads Sozo, John Bonham consists of three interlocking rings. I thought he chose it because it was drums, but no, apparently it's mom, dad, kid, and it was chosen from Rudolph Koch's Book of Signs. Bassist John Paul Jones chose from the same book. It is three intersecting Vesica Pisces. There is no way I said that correctly. Yeah, no way. Says it uh, symbolizes confidence and competence. Okay. Robert Plant's symbol, he made it himself to feather inside of a circle. The mm-hmm. idea is he writes the lyrics, so there you go. And then Jimmy Page designed his own symbol, Uh-oh. and it basically is why we call the album Sozo. He never explained what it was. However, it was discovered that it dates back, or at least something that looks like it, dates back to 1557, and it represents Saturn. There you have it. Uh, <laughs> You're still into the Aleister Crowley and Devil thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Here's Led Zeppelin on Rock School. Talking about band logos and where they came from, Red Hot Chili Peppers. You know, it's the red asterisk that then has Red Hot Chili Peppers around it. It was drawn by Anthony Kiedis. The record company asked for a logo, sent them instructions to put the band's name around the outside. Okay, what goes in the middle? Many have named this thing the Star of Affinity because it's similar to a drawing by Arthur Michael Moorcock in 19... 
1970. Some say it's a nod to Kurt Vonnegut's asterisk at the preface of his 1973 novel Breakfast of Champions. Kiedis, in his 2004 autobiography, said, no, it's not that at all. We put it off as long as we possibly could, <laughs> so I drew an X and then a cross on top of when. How about that? Oh, my. And they said, yeah, 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 and then put the words around you. Okay, beautiful. That's where it came from. Yep. The Seal of the Ramones. Artura Vega based it on the presidential seal, obviously. The olive branch that is being held is replaced by a banner that reads, hey-ho, let's go. And then also on the right eagle talon the eagle is holding a baseball bat representing that it is an american band oh very cool that's it yeah wu-tang the logo of the hip-hop group was drawn by ronald bean he calls himself mathematics and you have to say it that way mathematics mathematics uh he's been with the wu-tang clan before and the group actually created this with his input it was original you can see it's a w Mm -hmm. but it's also a bird And originally, the head was to be ripped off the bird. Oh, I get it now. Yeah, see, you get it? All right, let me give you a kiss. It was designed by Ace Frehley. The K-I followed the S's. He wanted the S's to represent lightning bolts. However, not knowing, it also looks like the SS symbol. So, in many countries where that would be seen and recognized immediately. Yeah. They either use regular S's in the same font or they use Z's and turn them around. One of the two. Okay? And then one we're going to play, Queen. They have a royal seal logo. It's got a Q on it Mm -hmm. with a, uh, a crown in the middle. Yeah. Well, that's Queen. Freddie Mercury sketched out what he wanted and then a company drew it out to his specifications. There's a, a you know a, a queue in the middle and a crown, obviously, like I just said. Then there's animals. Why these animals? Well, there's two lions for drummer Roger Taylor and Deacon, who are both Leos. Oh. There's a crab on top of the queue. Yeah. That's Brian May, who's a cancer. And then there are two winged women for Freddie, who was a Virgo. Get out of here. You that's, have it. That's beautiful. That's the whole thing. It's Queen on Rock School. Yeah. Talking logos today on Rock School. What about the Prince logo? You know the one I'm talking about? That's the the artist formerly known as Prince. Oh, yes, I do know the one. A lot of people say that it is the male symbol and the female symbol Uh, put together. That's what I thought it was. The logo actually existed long before that fight he had with Warner Brothers. Prince simply commissioned some logos from a company called HDMG. There was a guy who was an artist there named Mitch Monson who created all these logos. Mm -hmm. In an interview, Mitch was said, why are there so many errors in the symbol? 
The love symbol is slightly off balance, the circle at the top is not perfectly circular, and the right side of the horizontal bar is misshapen. I actually had to go look at the silly thing yeah. to make sure that what I'm saying is correct, and it's right. According to him, according to Mitch Monson, when he showed them, he pointed all that out. And Prince looked at it and said, we don't want perfection. Perfection is boring. Don't touch it. Good. And he kept good. it. Yep. And had guitars made out of it. All right, we got to play something. Van Halen. I can work Van Halen into a muffin recipe. The wing logo that you saw on front of Van Halen 1 was created by Dave Bang. Spell that B-H. A-N-G. There was a fight with the band. They wanted them to look like um, The Clash on the front of the first album. Right. And they said, absolutely not. They had pictures taken. They said, this is what we want. And they said, well, look, it's just your pictures. There's nothing here. Yeah. So Dave Bang created this for him, the winged V-H. Here's the problem. Look this up. And I, I'm spelling his name again for you. B-H-A-N-G. Bang with an H. Look up his concert poster for Jimi Hendrix. Uh-oh. It is the Van Halen logo. What? Except instead of V-H, it's J-H. When you see it, you're going to go, oh. And the thing about it is, who cares? It's his artwork. Right. So he can change it whatever he wants. It's not like anybody is going to get sued for copyright. There's also a belief that original bassist Mark Stone created it. No, he did not. He did create the curled lettering VH that was stenciled on the side of all the travel crates in 78 and 79, but mm-hmm. the winged logo was David Bang. Wow. Van Halen on Rock School. Coming into the first break, how about Run DMC? That very blocky run over top of DMC and then the red lines. Yeah. It was done by a woman named Sue Nash who was given the music to listen to and create uh, a logo for. Right. And she said the music to me was very typographic and huge and very specific. So it needed a logo that was very specific and scalable. So since it's a square, mm-hmm. it can be made as big or as small as you possibly want. And that's sense. what she came up with. Chicago was made by John Berg. It's that very... Big C. Right, the big C and all of that. I love that logo. Many people believe that's the first true band logo. At least that's what it said on the website that I looked at. And I don't want to get into that fight, but I don't know. Maybe. In 1977, the Buzzcocks collaborated with an art student from Manchester Metropolitan University. His name was Malcolm Garrett. Right before their first big gig, Garrett used the font Compactica and then took the two Zs and pushed them into each other. The idea was to have it resemble thunder and lightning striking. I don't know whether you believe that or not. Oasis. You know, it's just the word Oasis. Yeah. If you'd like to create your logo, just like Oasis, the font used was Helvetica Black Oblique 
in lowercase because they wanted it to be downsized. They didn't want it to be grandiose. That's my favorite font, by the way. Really? Yep. Helvetica Black Oblique? Yeah, I love that. I'm a big fan of Wingdings. Who's listening to us? KFOK, Sacramento, California. I love that that's still running us. Okay, that'll do it. Back in a minute here on Rock School. Coming out of the break, are you knowledgeable about Black Flag? I have no idea who really? they are. Really? Oh, they're they're no. a punk band, and I, I think you would enjoy them because they're not. They're, there's a lot more melody in Black Flag, and Henry Rollins, who I, I think is wonderful. Oh, as I a, like him as a speaker. Uh-huh. Uh, he is the lead singer of it, and it's just really good stuff. I think you would dig it. Richard Pettibone is the artist who has done almost all of the Black Flag stuff. Many people know it just simply as four vertical bars on a white background. But the vertical bars are not equal. One's okay. a little lower, one's a little higher, what have you. And if you look at it, it looks like just four offset elements until you realize that Richard Pettibone wanted it to indeed be a black flag and it's meant to be a flag that is waving. Oh. Now that you see it, now that you've heard that, oh. you're not going to be able to see it any other way. No. All right, ACDC, we'll play this one. Angus and Malcolm Young decided to name their band after seeing the initials ACDC on the back of their sister's sewing I machine. I love this story. It means it could be plugged in or run off of batteries. Right. Before they get to the album Let There Be Rock, there's a whole bunch of logos, but it was the one that appeared on Let There Be Rock that has the font and the uh, lightning strike that really is the ACDC logo. It was done by 25-year-old Gerald Huerta, who created the logo for High Voltage. The font for the ACDC that you know Mm -hmm. was taken from the Gutenberg Bible. Yeah. Really? Act Dak on Rock School. Coming into the bottom of the hour, i got to start listing some of these because I'm not doing them enough to get through it. The Misfits, you've seen it on black t-shirts. It's that kind of half skull, half face just coming through. Yep. It's taken directly from a 1946 film called The Crimson Ghost. That's it. Glenn Danzig grabbed it. It was not meant to be as iconic as it is, but... Good for him. Bon Jovi is known for that dagger in the heart. Right. It's a tattoo. On one of their albums, it says Bon Jovi, and the O is this tattoo. And it just seemed to be what fans grasped, so they just pulled it out and put the Bon Jovi banner on top of it. Public Enemy, you know it's the guy with his arms crossed, and he's inside of what looks like a scope 
X. Chuck D. states it is an African-American man in what was known as a B-boy stance in the sights of the American government. The Monkees. Ed Justin created it. You know, the Monkees logo is, it says the Monkees. Yeah. But it's in the shape of a guitar. They can cons- no. Yeah, they considered that psychedelic. If you haven't seen it, I'll, I'll show it to you. No, I do remember it now when you, when you said that, but I was like, oh my God, I, I didn't remember that. When you look at it again, note the tuners. Yeah. Their hearts. That's to show they're a loving band. They were. Yeah. Okay, I'm Joe Burns. You are. Amy Burns. Let's do seven days and 70 seconds. These are the rock and roll dates. August 2 all the way through August 8. You got Monday, Tammy. Do it. August 2nd, 1983, Motown bass player James Jamerson dies at age 47 of complications of alcoholism. He is still the person who had been to the top of the charts more than any other. August 3, 1963, the Beatles play the Cavern Club in Liverpool for the last time after 262 shows. August 4, 1994, the notorious B.I.G. marries singer Faith Evans. August 5, 1979, Phonogram Records signs Def Leppard. August 6, 2015, Hamilton opens on Broadway. August 2, 2005, walking in Memphis singer Mark Cohn is shot in the head during an attempted carjacking in Denver, Colorado, and he survives. August 8, 1988, NWA releases Straight Outta Compton, and people go bonkers. Who drew the fish logo? Trey Anastasia. A lot of people think it's a dog. And a lot of people think it says his because it's the ownership of fish. And also, why 20 bubbles? And in case you're wondering, there's 43 versions of it. How do you know? Go to the fish website. They have all 43 listed up there. The Beatles. Most people know the Beatles logo as what they call the drop T design. The T is down farther. It was created by an instrument retailer named Ivor Arbiter in 1963. The purpose was he needed to fit the band's logo into a rectangle. Yeah. So it could easily be scaled and put on whatever they wanted to merch. The New York Dolls, I could not find who designed it, but part graffiti, part lipstick, and part microphone. All right, we got to play something here. Uh, Which one do I want to hear? How about Rush? Yes. Artist Hugh Symes' Starman logo. It came out for the album 2112. It's basically a man who's naked, sort of putting his hands up to protect himself against this pentagram. It was never meant to be a logo for the band. It was part of the artwork for the 2112 album. And if you know it, the Solar Federation is being suppressive to people who want to be creativity. So the star is the Solar Federation, because if you remember in the lyrics, he says, hold Red Star proudly high in hand. Right. So it's a star, and the man is the one in the song who is attempting to break out of all of this all planets of the solar federation we have assumed control we have assumed control but people loved it so much it became the the logo for the band easy peasy lemon squeezy here's rush on rock school
right, coming into the second break, the Emerson Lake and Palmer design was done by H.R. Geiger and is the brand logo for the band, meaning it's going to be put on all the merchandise. It was meant to be, quote, compact, overlap, and show that the band all works together. Do you know what the original name of ELP was supposed to be? No idea. Help. Be- oh, come on. Yes, because the story goes, and look this up if you want, Hendrix was supposed to join them for a series of, you know, albums right. as a super group. Yes. And ELP just went on themselves as a group, but they were supposed to be like a one or two off as a super group with Hendrix at the front. So help, H-E-L-P. I never knew that. You ne- really? You never no. heard that before? Mm-mm. Guns and Roses mm-hmm. was formed by two bands, L.A. Guns and Hollywood Roses. And they thought it was a good idea to remain the two bands so when will remain the name-wise two bands because people who are fans of the uh, L.A. Guns and fans of Hollywood Roses would know that now these two bands are together and they can play each other's music. Right. The original version of the the Roses wrapped around the guns and such was written by or drawn by Stephen Adler, the drummer who they kicked out of the band. Uh Uh-oh. If you go online, it's real easy to find it. Then what they did is at the record shop, record store, record what have you, uh, they had a pro fancy it up and turn it into pretty much what you see today. The Dave Matthews Band, there's a figure who doesn't have a head dancing. The name of the figure is the first dancer. It doesn't have a head on purpose, and it was drawn by Dave Matthews. That's the reason. Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon was done by a childhood friend named Storm Ferguson, ladies and gentlemen. The um, Metallica logo was designed by James Hetfield. It was done using an early font. You can still do it if you want, but it used to be this place called 1001 Fonts, which now has hundreds of thousands, but you could download a font, put it on your computer, Mm -hmm. and then restart the computer, and you could then use that font. I remember that. He grabbed a font called Pastor of Muppets, and that's it. That's what he did. He had to take the other M, you know, and turn it and do a few things with it. But the fact still remains. Daft Punk, if you know they kind of have a logo that looks like water splashed and then said Daft Punk. Yep. Guy Manuel designed the logo himself. He wanted it to look like a poster of the film Thief from 1981. Sweet. And then finally, Muse. Uh, The Muse logo is minimalist and strong, executed using an all-caps Frutiger 65 bold typeface. F-R-U-T-I-G-E-R. Frutiger? Never heard of it. I guess. The typeface was designed by Adrian Frutiger in 1976. They said it's solid, it's uniform, just like the band's music. Who's listening to us here on the Rock School Radio Show? K-S-K-U, Ashland, Oregon. Superb. Back in a minute here on Rock School. All right, coming out of the break, as we continue to talk about some famous band logos, the Aerosmith logo. Now, the font was before 
the logo was created, that Aerosmith with the A that goes over top and, and such, that was before the logo that you know, which is like a winged steering wheel. And that's what a lot of people say. The guy who created it was Ray Tabano, who was a member of the group for about a year. The middle is not, as he said, a steering wheel. It is a circle that surrounds the bird, and the bird has a star on its back. So what he asks you to do is take the top of the wing, uh-huh. follow it past okay. this circle, yeah. and you'll see it meets the body of the bird. Okay. Get it? Bird, arrow, oh, smith. nice. <laughs> And he's also got kicked out of the band. And he got, well, I don't know that he got kicked out. Joe Perry was, you know, coming back. Yes. So, you know, well, we can either keep Ray here or we can bring back the riff master of all riff masters Uh, in rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's, let's stay with Ray. The Doors. The logo was designed by the company Typodermic. You may notice that the O's Mm -hmm. in the word doors are split. They're meant to be pills. They were created that way, and the other letters were then designed equally around them. However, the band said, you know, I get it, it's pills, but it doesn't look psychedelic. So if you look at the the logo, look at the word the up in the left-hand corner. Yeah. It is in a psychedelic font. It is leaning left rather than right. And that satiated the band to say, okay, yeah, there's some psychedelic and it looks like pills. The doors here on Rock School. Coming into the last break here on Rock School, where we are talking about logos and a little history behind them. And of course, there's so much more in terms of logos, meaning lots of logos for bands I haven't talked about. It's just that after a while, what you start to run into is the idea of here's the logo and -and so-and-so created it. Well, okay, but why? What's the story behind it? So I've given you the ones I could find the major stories behind. Who? The bullseye logo. The bullseye, which is, I believe it's a red center and a blue circle, and then it says the who on the front of it, and the end of the who has an arrow going up, so the O looks like the the male symbol. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know exactly. It came from mod fashion. Back in the 60s, when they were just getting underway, mod was a way to set yourself aside, in the same way that heavy metal kids wear black leather and and jean jackets and such like that. Yeah. The mod was a way to set yourself aside. And what the mods did was adopt military symbols, and these were the symbols that were on the wings of the Royal Air Force. Brian Pike is the guy who made the graphic. He incorporated into the Who's emblem. The 64 logo shows that the words are connected, the H's connect up in both of them, showing that the band is unified. They are together. And there's an arrow at the end, 
that makes the male symbol showing that the band is masculine. Woo! There you go. Yeah. That's the whole thing. And the one we're going to play, yes, it's what's known as the river logo. Mm-hmm. It's kind of predominantly orange yeah. with the blue inside of it. Roger Dean, he's a graphics designer in England, he made the Yes logo. It's meant to be eye-catching and a flowing river moving through the E, basically saying front to back, beginning to end, this is the idea. Stuff flows through the band and yes, they it call does. it the river logo and peace, man. You know, wear a, give, grow, grow a Van Dyke and hit Bongos. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So that wraps it up. I'm Joe Burns. I'm Tammy Burns. All right, go look at your favorite logo. See if I'm telling the truth or not. Here's yes as we wrap it up. Class is dismissed. You can to me it can happen to